Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to turn to the Federal Reserve and their raise in interest rates. And the economy is already on the front end of a recession and inflation is very high. The Fed's going to try to stop it. We will see. So we bring in an old friend, Robert Heller, who was a former Federal Reserve governor appointed by Ronald Reagan in the middle 1980s, former president and CEO of Visa. And he's still kicking around. Bob Heller, welcome uh, back. You know, you said on the TV show last night, uh, you mentioned a double-dip recession. And I wanted to, you know, things happen fast on live cable TV, and I'm not sure I processed all that, and we ran out of time. Uh, tell me what you're thinking about the threat of a double-dip recession. Well, Larry, it's good to be with you again. Uh, I think it's a real threat because at the current time, we are already just about at the cusp of a recession. First quarter, as you know, had a negative growth of 1.5%. The current quarter is forecast by the Atlanta Fed GDP now numbers to be totally flat. So two quarters of negative growth uh, would technically get us into a recession. Now, the economy is still very strong, as you have pointed out. We have good employment numbers. So the Federal Reserve has to continue to raise interest rates, but they're way behind the curve. So they will have to raise interest rates into the coming year, the second half of the year. And once those higher interest rates start to bite, the economy will certainly slow down. That's the intent of the whole uh, procedure. So if we have to, if we have a mini recession in the first half of this year at the present time. Then we may well have another recession caused by the Fed late this year or early next year, and that would be a double dip. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, a mini recession now, and then they're going to have to keep crunching. So that's an interesting point. Yeah, yesterday, uh, Bob Heller, the, um, uh, Jay Powell is speaking someplace, and he said the Fed promises unconditional approach to taking down recession. Unconditional approach. Uh, I guess what I'm asking is... inflation, I think you meant to say, right? Yes. I'm sorry, to taking down inflation. I beg your pardon. You're exactly right. Um, Do you buy it? I mean, he's saying they'll do whatever it takes to knock down inflation. Do you buy that? Well... He's trying to be a, a, a do do a draggy here, if I may say so. Mm. And he says, you know, uh, we will do whatever it takes. Uh, and I think it's good to have some results because the Federal Reserve has had very little results, very little spine in the last few years. But now it's a whole new Federal Reserve. We have four new governors there uh, pretty soon, and uh, it's, it's going to be a whole new ball game. 
And uh, Powell will have to be a very, very strong leader to have these Biden appointments uh, with him in causing a recession just as the election season are approaching. I wonder, this is a point made by uh, Larry Summers uh, well over a year ago. And Summers said that, that his concern was that the the new generation of central bankers, which is what you're talking about, get these new appointees coming to the Fed, they're more concerned about woke social policies and climate change than they're concerned about inflation and price stability. Is that what you're getting at? Uh, That is certainly a very big problem. You see, the new generation of economists and central bankers has grown up in a period of hard-won price stability. The last 30 years have been great as far as price stability is concerned. The Fed has been sitting there saying, hey, we want higher inflation. We, want, we don't want zero inflation. We want 2% at least. So uh, these people, they, they had a wonderful life. Uh, and to <laughs> have to fight inflation now is something totally new and unaccustomed to them. Back in the 80s, we did have a double dip recession. But don't forget, Larry, you know what the uh, Fed funds rate was at the end of 1980? It was 22%. Hmm. Astronomical for hmm. our uh, circumstances. And we certainly hope not to have to go back to that kind of medicine. But the question is will this new gang have the backbone? It may not be 22%, but do they have the backbone? You know, to keep raising rates 75 basis points or 100 basis points every meeting until we get inflation down. I mean, that's what I'm asking. The C- We had the new numbers, as you know, the new inflation numbers in May on a 12-month change, the uh, consumer price index 8.6% and the producer price index 10.8%. And by the way, on that PPI, Bob Heller, if you looked at it from the standpoint of the old methodology, the old finished goods PPI is 16.7%. So these are still very big numbers. Um, I don't know about this theory from Wall Street about peak inflation. I'm not convinced we've seen the peak of inflation. I fully agree with you. There's more in the pipeline. And the same kind of statistical bias is in the uh, consumer price index because they have the rental equivalent of housing in there. As we all know, prices have gone up enormously for houses and for rental properties. So, but they haven't fed in yet into the rent that people charge. So prices went up the last two years for new houses. If somebody wants to rent it, they still have a lease or something like that on it, and as the uh, you know people have to recover their purchase prices, so uh, they will have to increase rents, and that will be an enormous increase for the consumer price index. By the end of the year, we will see consumer prices above ten percent. I would predict. Mm. So, in terms of the Fed funds rate. Um they got a long ways to go. That's what you're saying. A, a long ways to go because presumably you want the nominal funds rate to be above the inflation rate. 
I mean, right now, real interest rates are big, you know, very, very negative, and that is not going to bring inflation down. You got it exactly right. We are still in a stimulative monetary policy with negative real interest rates, and we got to get to a restrictive policy. And that will mean another three, four, maybe 500 basis points of the Fed funds rate at least. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's look at the other side of the coin, the Fed's balance sheet, the monetary base. They're just beginning now to allow runoffs of their uh, bond and mortgage holdings. Uh, M2 has slowed uh, from about 25% growth. uh, Over the last two years, it's grown by 40% some odd. But it's gone down from about 25% growth, but it's still growing at about 8.5%. So they're going to have to rein in what we used to call the monetary base in order to get M2 down, in order to get inflation down. I mean, that's another side of this this issue. Absolutely. And uh, as you pointed out, we have made good progress, but 25% money M2 increases that we have seen in the past, I mean, they were insane, and they were the, uh, the the ignition for all the inflationary pressures that we see at the present time. To grow the money supply 25% two years in a row, it was a prescription for an inflationary disaster. And that is what's rolling out now with the, with the long and variable legs that Milton Friedman always talked about. Right. Right, long and variable. That's right. And the other, the other one is the commodity price indexes. I'm, I've been following these CRB futures, Bob Heller, and uh, so that includes gold, it includes energy, it includes metals, industrials, and agriculture. Now, that index is down about five or six percent, but that's all, and it had an incredible run up over the past couple of years. So my point is, I don't see that much progress if you look at it from a standpoint of a commodity price rule? Well, we, we are a long ways away from seeing the positive effects of commodity price decreases. It's difficult, as also your previous guest pointed out, these days it's difficult to get oil into production. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> you talked about solar. Half a year ago, I made a contract with Tesla to build me a solar roof. They cannot build it. They don't have the material. They tell me we can't even give you a date when we may get around to do it. So how are we going to solve the energy problems when we uh, when we can't even build the electrical infrastructure that we want to build? Uh, All right. It, it, we'll, it, we'll leave it there. Robert Heller, former Federal Reserve governor, great friend. We've got a lot more to do on the Fed. Folks, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk to Wall Street Journal columnist, the great Holman Jenkins, more about this energy story and a few other tidbits as well. Please stick around. 